Chapter 29 of The Mesmerist Victim by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Liquor of Beauty The beautiful favorite of Louis XV had been shown into the parlor, where she impatiently waited for Balsamo while turning over the leaves of Holbein's Dance of Death, which caught her attention on the table. She had just arrived at the picture of the beauty powdering her cheek before a mirror, when the host opened the door and bowed to her with a smile of joy over his face. "'I am sorry to have made you wait,' he said. "'But I was a little out in my calculation about the speed of your horses.' "'Gracious! Did you know that I was coming?' "'Certainly. At least you gave the orders for your sister to transmit them for your departure while lounging in your blue boudoir.' wizard that you are if you can see all that goes on there you must apprise me i only look in where doors are open but you saw my intention as regards you i saw that it was good so are all mine to you count but you merit more than mere intentions for it seems to me that you are too good and useful to me and taking the part of tutor the most difficult to play that I know. You make me very happy. What can I do for you? Have you not, to begin with, some of the seed which makes one invisible? For on the way it seemed to me that one of Richelieu's men was riding after me. The Duke of Richelieu cannot be dangerous to you in any meeting, said the mesmerist. But he was, my lord— before this last scheme failed. Balsamo comprehended that here was a plot of which Lorenza had not informed him, so he smiled without venturing on the unknown ground. I nearly fell a victim to the scheme in which you had a share. I? In a scheme against you? Never. Did you not give Richelieu a filter to make the drinker fall madly in love? Oh, no, my lady. He composes those things himself. I did give him a simple narcotic, a sleeping draught. He called for it on the eve of the day when I sent you the note by my man Fritz to meet me at Sartina. That is it, the very time when the king went to little Tavernay's rooms. It is all clear now, for the narcotic saved us. I am happy to have served your ladyship, though unawares, he said without knowing the matter. Yes, the king must have seen the girl under the influence of this soporific, for he was seen to stagger out of the chapel corridor during the storm, crying, She is dead! Nothing frightens the king more than the dead, or next to it those in a death-like sleep. Finding Mademoiselle de Tavernay in a sleep, he took it for death. Yes, like death with all the appearances, said the other, remembering that he had fled without reviving Andrea. Go on, my lady. The king woke with a touch of fever and was only better at noon. He came over to see me in the evening, where I discovered that Richelieu is almost as great a conjurer as your lordship. The countess's triumphant face and her gesture of coquetry and grace completed her thought, 
and perfectly encouraged the Italian about her sway over the king. So you are satisfied with me? he asked. She held out in token of thanks her white, soft, and scented hand, only it was not fresh like Lorenz's. Now, Count, if you preserved me from a great danger, I believe I have saved you from one not to be despised. I had no need to be grateful to you, said Balsamo, hiding his emotion, but I should like to know. That casket really contained cipher correspondence, which Sartina had his experts write out plain. That is what he brought to Versailles this morning, with blank warrants to imprison parties named in the documents. One was filled with your name. But I would not let him slip that under the royal hand for the signature. Since Damien stuck him with the penknife, he can be frightened into anything by the bogey of assassination. Sartina persisted, and so did I. But the king said with a smile, and looking at me in a style which I know, Let her alone, Sartina. I can refuse her nothing to-day. As I was by, Sartina did not like to vex me by accusing you direct, but he talked of the king of Prussia, bolstering up the philosophers of a numerous and powerful sect, formed of courageous, resolute, and skilful adepts, working away underhandedly against his royal majesty. He said they spread evil reports, as, for instance, that the king was in the scheme to starve the people, to which Louis replied, Let anybody come forward saying so and i will give him the lie by furnishing him with board and lodging for nothing i will feed him in the bastille balsamo felt a shiver run through him but he stood firm at the end it was the day after the sleeping potion you understand he preferred my company to sartina and turned to me drive away this ugly man i said he smells of the prison you had better go sartina said the king seeing he was in a scrape he came to me and kissing my hand humbly he said lady let us say no more on this head your head count but you will ruin the realm since you so strongly wish it my men shall protect your protege the conspirator was buried in thought so you see you must thank me for not having been clapped into the bastille concluded the countess not unjust perhaps but disagreeable without replying balsamo took from his pocket a file containing a fluid of blood color for the liberty you give me he said i give you twenty years more youthfulness she slipped the bottle into her corsage and went off joyous and triumphant they might have been saved but for the coquetry of this woman he murmured it is a little foot of this courtesan which spurns them into the abyss beyond doubt god is on our side end of chapter twenty nine recording by john van stan savannah georgia